Welcome to 50 Shades of Shilamita, the podcast where nothing is off limits. As a multidimensional sovereign mom, partner, CEO, serial entrepreneur, speaker, and best-selling author, I am on a mission to help more women and men become fully embodied in their sovereignty and power so they can live their truth, speak it unapologetically, and live a life free from the matrix. Each week, I will bring you episodes that will awaken you, inspire you to think outside of the box, and step into the leader that you know that you are. The world needs more people who are walking their talk and unafraid to stand in their truth, and I'm here as your guide to help you do just that. Welcome to another episode of 50 Shades of Shilamita with your hostess, me, Shilamita. I am super, super excited today for my guest. This is a little twist to what we normally talk about, but not really because she is super deep and super gorgeous human. And I am really, really excited to introduce to you Nicole Mitchell, having gone viral as a pastor turned stripper, Nicole is making waves and changing lives as she helps people become their truest selves. Having gone from food stamps to seven figures, Nicole helps people get rich doing what they love through one-to-one coaching and teaching live digital courses. She has been featured on Jimmy Kimmel, Dr. Phil, Fox, ABC, NBC, iHeartRadio, and Sirius XM. She has been published in over 25 countries and has over 250,000 organic followers on Instagram. Please welcome to the show, Nicole Mitchell. Thank you so much for having me on. You are so welcome. I am super excited to dig deep just so the audience knows One day, all of a sudden on my Facebook feed, I see this beautiful woman in a pink bikini. I don't know how she got on my Facebook feed, but I see a course that was something like how to become an Instagram model. And I was super intrigued. I'm like, I should be teaching people how to be an Instagram model. (laughs) And so I, of course, went and clicked on her page. And then next thing I know, like, Two or three weeks later, we are in the same high-level mastermind, and I was just like, Nicole, I have so many questions for you, so I am super excited to have you here today with us. I am so excited for your questions. I'm an open book, so I love when people bring questions. I love what's like discovered, so thank you for having me and for bringing all your questions. Yeah, so just... Let the world know. What what do you want us to know about Nicole before I get started in, into my question? Gosh, that's a really great, great question. I think I'd like, I like being a surprise for people. I like that people, when they hear my, my tagline, you know, pastor turned stripper, or they see my more sexy photos on social media, they get an, an idea of who I am. And I always feel like this like secret surprise, like I am so deep and so warm and so loving and so wise that like they think they just see like a hot model and there's all kinds of judgments or associations with that and then you get sucked into my world and you're like oh wait this is an oasis 
this is a feast. There's so much here for me to absorb and take in and to enjoy and to like replenish myself with. And I love that. Like, I love being hot and I love being holy. I love being sexy. I love being taken seriously. I love being risque and commanding respect. Like I, I love being the embodiment of the both and life, especially for women. And you so are. And I want to unpack all of that today, starting with how did you ever become a pastor? Was that something that you grew up in? Like, is that something that you chose for yourself? Yeah, it's something I chose and it was really radical for me at the time because I was raised in a community where women are not allowed to be leaders. We're not allowed to speak to men. Like we are um, only allowed to speak to girls or women because we're, we're not allowed to have authority over men. So, and women were not allowed to be past pastors at all. That was only for men. So in my late twenties, when I decided that I wanted to be a pastor, it was um, really difficult to receive in my community. I got backlash for it. And so you can imagine if they had backlash about me being a pastor, how they responded when I told them I was becoming an adult model. I can only imagine. And, you know, I obviously know some of your backstory because I have the privilege of getting to hear it. And I just want you to know that I adore you as a person. And I am really excited to bring you onto the show because I feel like people have a lot of stigmas when it comes to hearing something like stripper, adult model, only fans, right? Like there's a lot of things that come with that. But I think that deep down inside that there's a lot of women who wish they could or, you know, have fantasies of, and you are the epitome of really being hot and holy. I love that you said that. It's like such a great description because, you know, you are really deep and you do have a lot of spiritual wisdom that you share with the world on top of you know, sharing your sexuality. Yeah. I love it. I love being the double entendre. I love um, surprising people. It's funny. I'll get comments once in a while on my social media by guys saying, wait a second, I was coming here for the thirst traps. I didn't know I was going to get suckered into life coaching, you know, and I love that. And I don't know if they're being sincere or if they're being snarky, but I love that. Like I do. And that's part of my gift is I totally own my body and my sexuality, my self-expression. And I think if, if a woman just wants to express her sexuality and that be the end all be all, that is totally cool with me. And I have all the respect for her. I, my version of it is those like, I like being that, like being the search trap for you and change your life. Like that's what matters to me at the end of the day is like, I want you to have the life of your dreams, the money of your dreams, the relationship of your dreams, the love of your dreams. And so if I can get you into my space, especially for a lot of guys, and then take you deeper, that's a huge win-win for me and for them. I love that. So at what point you decide to become a pastor, you, you defy all the things in your community. At what point do you decide, I want to be a stripper? Yeah, it's, I kind of got dis disillusioned in the church. And this is where I think there's a lot more magic than we realize, like when things are crumbling apart, things are just being revealed. And so when my whole faith and perception of the world and God started crumbling apart and as terrified as, as I was through that process, I could tell something was emerging, something true and beautiful was coming up from those ashes. And what I found was a return to my childhood desires. Ever since I was a little girl, when I would check out the grocery store with my mom, I would look at the magazines at the checkout lane and just look at these gorgeous women on these magazine covers. And I would think to myself, I want to be that. 
I want to be on the cover of magazines. Even before I understood what that meant, I, 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 that was the only exposure I had to modeling. But ever since a little girl, I wanted that. There was something about being seen, being sexy, being famous that really resonated with me. And so when everything kind of crumbled, I found those desires reemerged. I'm like, oh, wait, this is something I've always wanted. I was just taught by religion that I was supposed to be a good girl not a free woman. And that's when I chose, I had chosen a whole lifetime of being a good girl. And it, I was not being served. I had like chronic anxiety and depression. I was in therapy. We were on food stamps for eight years. Like everything was struggling in my life. And I, I dared myself to lean into my desires and it brought me back to what I've always wanted to where OnlyFans became the platform for me. I love that. And so people really have a misconception of what OnlyFans is. Actually, a friend of mine sent me, um, I, I'm Russian. And so there is this girl that does these reels in Russian, like, and she makes pretend that she's her Russian mom. And there, she did one on OnlyFans. And the mom was like, and it, it's not going to sound as funny, but the mom was like, oh, so-and-so is making a lot of money. And the girl was like, yeah, because she's on OnlyFans. And the mom was like, OnlyFans? What's OnlyFans? And she's like, well, you know, she's showing her vagina and her butt, right? And that's how she's, oh, she's a, a prostitute, right? So it's like this like total misconception. And I, of course, had to go look at your OnlyFans because I'm so intrigued by you. And the very first thing that I noticed on your OnlyFans is life coach. And I was like, this is magnificent that here you are on this platform. You have zero shame about, you know, being a stripper, porn star, et cetera, but you lead with being a life coach. And I think that that's so incredible. Mm, yeah. I don't try to be only one thing. I think a lot of women feel that pressure. If they are only fans, they can only be an only fans model or on their Instagram. They can only show their life coaching content. I just love blending all of it together because at the end of the day, we're all multidimensional. We're all multifaceted. And I trust the intelligence of my followers to know that I can be an erotic model and I can be a powerful life coach they are not exclusive. And I think leading with that on my, my only fans kind of sets the tone. Like you're going to get super hot content here and I'm still going to speak to your heart because that's just who I am. It's amazing. It really is amazing. Cause I feel like it debunks a lot of what people are actually thinking is happening in this online arena. And I am sure, and I'm going to do this next week before the show airs, I'm going to do a post and ask people if there was no stigma and there was no judgment, how many people would actually start an OnlyFans page? And I know that I'm one of those people. <laughs> That's why I'm so intrigued that. and drawn by you because I have this deep desire. I've worked very hard on my body. Like at my biggest, I was 250 pounds. And, you know, being a 43-year-old woman, being in my healthiest body, in my calmest body, having the sexuality, being desired by my husband. And, you know, we joke around about it sometimes. And, and truth be told, I want to be a foot model. Because <laughs> over the years, I've had like the randomest people message me. I don't like show case my feet, but people will message me for my feet. And my husband and I have spoken about this before. I'm like, what is like your, like, how would you feel if this is what I was doing online? And he was like, chill. I know people are jerking off to you for free on Facebook. Right. Like, and I was like, hmm. <laughs> you do make a very valid point. 
point. He's like, so if you want to go try to make money off of that, then it's fine. You know, so like he's given me the green light, but I still have like things that I'm working through and I'm super excited. You are teaching a class on absolute confidence starting today. And I cannot wait to hear the content that is going to come out of there. But I want to know how did you work through the initial stigma of, oh my God, what are people going to think about me? Or did you even think about that? Oh my God. It's all I thought about. (laughs) All I thought about was what are my parents going to think? What are my siblings going to think? What are my friends going to think? What is my church people going to think? Like I was so afraid, but I was also so afraid my whole life of being myself. And so I just chose the fear that I wanted. Either I could be afraid of never living my truest self, or I could be afraid of people finding out my truest self. And I decided after living 35 years of my life, being who everyone else needed me to be, that like I'm worth being me for. And if it upsets people, then it's upsetting the right people that should no longer be in my life. Like it was only going to reveal, I think what was always true that there are some people in your life who are only there because you're who they need you to be and there's people in your life who actually love you for you and want more of you to come to the table and so by me doing this as scary as it was it was going to give me the gift of polarization where i it would repel all the wrong people and it would attract all the right people so i had to tell myself that over and over and over again as i saw people unfollow unfriend write hurtful comments. I'm like, this is just polarization at work. This is just me releasing all the right people. I'm releasing, I'm releasing, I'm releasing. And I know that in my releasing, I'm making space for my true people, my aligned people to show up in my world. And so when I originally started my OnlyFans, I started it for me. I just wanted a platform where I could post sexy photos of myself because I I had so many sexy photos I'd taken over the years, selfies, Every time I saw my best friend on our annual trip, she would take naked selfies or naked photos of me. And I was so proud of them, but had nowhere to share. And so I loved having a a separate container and platform where I could just practice showing up and posting a hot photo of me with really no one to see. Because when I first, when you first start, you have zero followers. So it was like, just like, how does it feel my body to take a beloved photo of mine and post it online? How does that feel? And I love that question you're going to ask, Shilamit, about like, do I, like, if there is no stigma and if there is no clapback and you'd only be loved and supported, would you start one? And that's what I was trying to do. And so I posted it and I'm like, I really like this. I like this feeling of sharing something that I find beautiful, something I find sexy with other people. And I like that there's a paywall because it keeps out most people. I was really shy in the beginning. I I wasn't ready for a flood of people to come in. I was very bashful. I'm like, if it, you know, I charged a lot for an OnlyFans. I charged 25 in the beginning, $25 per month. And I just knew like it would weed out most people. It only call in the few who are willing to pay that for someone who's just starting out. And that felt safe to me. Um, And I just gave myself permission to move at my speed, my pace, my comfort level, because at the end of the day, that platform is for you, not necessarily for other people. They're the second, third tier. The first tier is you and your priority and what you want out of it. And so how long ago did you start your OnlyFans page? Three and a half years ago. Wow. And so for those listening who are like, I want to do this, I'm going to start the page. I'm going to post all the pictures. How did you get your first paid person? 
Um, eventually I did post it on social media. So I kept it quiet when I first started because I was just trying to discover if this is something I liked. And then when I was like, I think I like this and I think I'd like to start getting paid subscribers. I, and this is just Nicole style. Not everyone has to do this, but I wrote like a coming out post because I just didn't want to like, I felt like I was kind of living this double life where like I was being this professional life coach on social media, but off to the side, I'm creating this like very sexy account. And I'm like, I just, I just want to be honest and tell people. So I wrote a social media post saying, Hey, um, I felt led to start this thing. And I'm really, really excited to share the more sensual sexual side of me. Like this for me is an act of sexual reclamation. This is reclaiming the goodness of my body. This is reclaiming the goodness of my sexuality, that there's nothing wrong, bad, or shameful about it. And that this is me asserting that. So if you would like to join me for this journey, please follow along. I'd love to have you. If this is going to bother or offend you, please unfriend and unfollow me now. Like you are not required to be here. So I just like was very upfront posted my OnlyFans link in the comments below. And I think a lot of people stuck around because I think a lot of people were curious. And I think they were curious if I was actually serious. Like, I think people thought I was having a phase, like a midlife crisis phase or daddy issues, attention whore. I mean, I've been, all the things have been thrown at me. And now they see like, oh snap. She's like, she was serious. She is serious. And I think it's been more people intrigued over time than actually piss people off. Yeah. And so for those of you watching, this will air right now. And Nicole's page is on sale this month. So that's super exciting. Yes. I'm going to go take a peek because I'm just interested. I think that you're beautiful and I just love your heart and I love your soul. And I love that you're doing spiritual work inside of this platform. It's amazing to me. I love it. And it's honestly become my preferred platform. If you're in there, um, I post more on OnlyFans than on any of my accounts. And I'm very active on Facebook and social and Instagram and social media as a whole, but I'm the most active in my OnlyFans. It's kind of become my my people and my community. And they're like some of the first people I tell exciting news to. They're the first people I share about my latest upcoming interviews or like this big media press I get, or I'm experimenting with like this thing or that. And like they've become my people. So it went from like this platform to just practice taking up space to this thriving community that I honestly can't get enough of. And I'm in there all the time. That's awesome. So now you started OnlyFans three and a half years ago and you are a mom. And I saw your little guy who was seven the other day. And I am curious, what is it like being a mom and an OnlyFans model? How old are your kids? They are seven, 10, and 12. Okay, so like your 12-year-old, do their friends, parents know that this is what you're doing? I'm going to say being a mom and being an OnlyFans model is the best thing ever. It's made me a better mom. Conversations that I would have been hesitant to have, nervous to have, maybe kind of even avoided altogether, I don't have that luxury anymore. I'm forced to have these conversations because of the work that I do. And I'm so glad because my kids now know they can ask mommy anything, anything. And they do like, um, the other day, my 10 year old was like, how did dad get you pregnant? He didn't ask where do babies come from, which would have had a very different answer. And we had just finished talking about dicks. I, cause my seven-year-old, he's very, he's seven. He's obsessed with cuss words and the word dick. And so like, we just finished talking about dick. So my 10 year old's like, you know, how did I get you pregnant? And I'm like, he put his dick in my vagina. And she's like, that is gross. And like, that was in the conversation, but I love like how straightforward, honest, I didn't dodge it. I didn't like, we shouldn't talk. You wait till you're older. It's just like, 
these are facts and like at all. And then I went on this little rant because like I don't ever want people to think heterosexual sex is the only way to have children or it's the right way to have children. So I just said, but you can also adopt, you can foster, you can also take the sperm and the egg and put it like in a dish and fertilize it. And then once it's fertilized, they put the egg, that fertilized egg back in the uterus. And she's like, oh my God, mom, just stop. I'm like, I'm just saying there's lots of ways to have kids, but this is the way that dad got me pregnant in particular. And I just love that. Like they can ask me anything. Um, and there's just no shame here. And I just think like kids are going to find about this anyway. They're going to find about it on the internet. They're going to find about it on their friends. And we as parents are so scared to bring it up. And I would have been way more scared had I not been doing this work, but this work forces my hand in such a good way. Yeah. And you're showing them a beautiful way to represent women and sexuality and mix it with spirituality. Yes. Like they see me in lingerie all the time or like, you know, I'm wearing like just a sexy bra and leggings. Like that's just like so normal in my home. And so I'll even see my girls wear crop tops and like they try on because I'm like, if there's anywhere I want them to explore, I want them to explore my home. And they, they try makeup and they try hair dye. And they're just like, they are so safe to express themselves here. And I love that. And then they can feel, do you like how it feels? Do you like how it feels in the home more than when you go out in public? And like having that nuanced conversation. So my 12 year old who used to love going in public all dressed up now has shifted and only wants it behind closed doors. So at home, she's like exploring and wearing all kinds of amazing clothes and hair and wigs. And then when she goes out, she's just as her like usual 12 year old self. And like, she found that that's something she wants right now. I'm like, I love that she can practice here. As for like, you know, do my kids friends know? Um, I think some of them do because my story is very public and it's very global. I have interviews like this all the time. And when they're home, they hear me having interviews. I've had documentary crews come into my house. And so it's, I think more people know than I'm probably even aware of and that more of their friends know, but they're in a really small, safe school. And we talk about what I do. And then I have, as you know, I have a couple bonus kids or they're, they're teenage boys. And I asked them that one day, I'm like, do your friends know what I do? And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, have they ever made fun of you, made inappropriate comments, like anything like that? Like, no. I'm like, like I said, that's one of the main questions I get is like, how, what if your kids' friends mistreat your kids? And they're like, why would our friends do that? We don't have friends like that. We right. pick good friends, Nicole. And I'm like, and I just love, and I think it's of this generation. It's normal. I feel like almost everyone's mom is an OnlyFans model. <laughs> like it's so normal. And it's just like, I think the next generation is just so open-minded. And my bonus kids are always trying to come up with ways for me to make more money in OnlyFans. They're like you should try Twitch and you should wear a bikini. You would make so much money, Nicole. And like all these ideas from these teen boys who like know what I do, love what I do and want me to be successful at what I do. That's amazing. So now how long have you been with your partner? Um, two years. And he obviously is okay with what you do. How did you guys meet? Um, he moved into my neighborhood. Okay. And then how and did then we like, you know, I took daily walks. And so like, I, and I, I'm a very chatty friendly person. So we just started chatting one day and um, hit it off, but I was not interested um, because I was still in my slut phase. Like after I was divorced, I was pretty sex starved. And was just like needed to like own my sexuality, own my pleasure, get it from when, whoever, whenever, however I wanted. And I met him in the middle of that phase. And it was a phase for me. I want to clarify, being a slut does not, it's not a phase for everyone. I have friends who identify as sluts and that's how they live their life. But for me, I knew it was a phase. Um, and he met, he expressed interest pretty early on. And I'm like, there's two people you never date, your, your neighbors and your coworkers. Um, 
And I'm like, and plus I like, I can't be in a monogamous relationship right now. So we like dated while I'm dating a bunch of other people. And then I fell really hard for him. Um, and I was like, okay, I think we can do this thing. So I'm really, really happy. I love that. And so I saw a post that you put out that you're also queer. Yes. So is your only fans, do you have like sexual things with other women? What about men? Yep. I do both. So when I first started, it was, I was very bashful, very shy, very nervous. So everything was implied. I was either completely covered like in lingerie or sexy outfits, or I covered, if I was nude, I covered all my bits. And over time, like I never pressured myself to show more than I was ready. So like, I'll have women come to me who want to start one and they're like, okay, I need to show my pussy right away to make a lot of money. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, let's slow down and let's first get clear on like, what do you even want? Do you want to do that? Like I have a girlfriend who makes as much money as me. Um, we make multiple six figures on OnlyFans and um, she only shows thong photos. She doesn't show anything. Not, I'm like shocked. She's been doing this for years. I'm like, how do you keep these men thirsty when you're not showing anything? Like, but your ass, like, but it just feels like that's what she's comfortable with. That's what she loves doing. So she attracts all the right people for that. So it's not about seeing how explicit you can go. It's like, what do you want to do? And there's a whole audience for that. So for me personally, I've been doing this for so long that like I slowly evolved into like touching myself and then slowly evolved into like sex content and then explicit, like explicit content. So now I do all the above. I'm like implied, cute, sensual. And then I also make um, sex content, mostly with women um, is main, main thing I do right now. That's amazing. So you get to have all the joys and all the pleasures and your partner is totally okay with that because that's how you met right you were already yeah. in that world this is incredible yeah. and it, and to me that's like so important to communicate to women because like we we are so, we are so afraid of hurting one hurting anyone's feelings we're so afraid of disappointing anyone that we are so quick to lower our standards so when I met him I told him I can't be monogamous like if you want a monogamous relationship I am not the person like I got I'm just getting out of a monogamous marriage I was dying. Um, and I need to have the freedom to explore because I'm, I'm a very sexual person. I felt very denied and deprived most of my life because I spent most of my life being a good girl and a good wife. And I just wanted to be free. And so I think setting that it's being so clear and honest about that as scary as that was, because I really liked him, but I was for the first time being so loyal to my own well-being and my own flourishing that I had to be honest. And it allowed him to know exactly what he was getting into. And so we've been willing to walk that road together. And he's been so supportive and it requires a lot of conversation, a lot of communication. And it makes me so glad. So just like how being an OnlyFans model makes me have a bunch of conversations with my kids. I would have otherwise been hesitant to have being open has forced me and my partner to have conversations that we would otherwise probably shove down and never address. And which would have caused misery. Like I'm very honest. I'm like, Hey, I want to do this thing. How do you feel about that? Versus if I was in a monogamous marriage, I would never admit that I wanted to do the thing because I would just know like my partner, my partner or husband would freak out. I would probably get punished for it or I think I'd be afraid of being punished. And so just having this openness has served me, my family and my relationship so much. And now does your partner ever participate on your OnlyFans? No, which makes me, I have mixed feelings. I'm like sad because that's like my dream. My dream is to make content with him. But because of his career um, and his, he's pretty well known in his industry. We unfortunately can't do that. Okay. But maybe someday I'm like, I joke when he retires, I'm like when you retire, I'm turning you into an OnlyFans whore. <laughs> I 
love it. <laughs> so yeah. how do you make multiple six figures? Is that by membership? Because people pay a membership fee to watch your content. Um, a lot of it comes from my subscription fee. Um, you can also get money through tips. I mean, I get money for, I, it's a whole business in there, which is something else people don't realize. He was like, oh, you just throw up a few sexy photos and you can make a million dollars. It's a, it's a full on business. So I have multiple streams of income in there. So you can, when you subscribe, there's, there's a fee tips, um, custom content, one-on-one -on -one zoom calls. I sell my panties. There's so many, yeah, there's just so many things you could buy or purchase or invest in. I do, I sell videos every Tuesday, every Friday. Um, I do a monthly campaign where it's like, I make all these rewards, all these prizes. And if you tip at certain amounts, you get all these prizes and rewards. I do three live streams a month. One of those live streams, a full on performance is like three hours of dancing, stripping prizes, interactions. Um, and so all those ways are what generate a lot of money for my account. That's incredible. Now, how did you like, did you just organically do this or you watched other only fan stars like where how did this all come about yeah i knew nothing so rest assured for anyone who's listening if you're like oh my god that sounds like so much i can never do it don't even worry like we just all expand over time so when i first started i had one flat fee 25 dollars per month back then um and everything was for free after that all my videos all my photos i just posted back then i think i post like even like once a week that's all I could like get behind it. I didn't have enough content at that time. It was just me and, and I was still scared. And then slowly I started posting like three times a week. And then slowly I had enough content and interest where I was posting every single day of the week. And then um, to learn how other women were being really successful at it, I would subscribe to another woman's account usually every month I would switch to a new model every month. Like, Ooh, I, I like what they do here. I'm going to try that. Or, Ooh, I don't like that. I don't. So I'm not, definitely not going to try that. And over time, I just picked up these like tools and tricks of the trade. Um, and then I've hired team members who are like really creative and who are familiar, familiar with the adult industry. And they're like, hey, let's try this. Um, so it was one of my former team members who brought campaigns in. Um, no one does campaigns as far as I know. I'm the only person who does campaigns. They're really unique and usually very successful and like can be lucrative. But it started with her idea because she was familiar with the industry and has a really creative brain. And then slowly I just pick up on things like you'll, you'll tune into your fans. They'll be like, Hey, can I buy your underwear? I'm like, Oh my God, I've never, I've never sold underwear. Like how much do you Google? How much do I charge for worn panties? Like I had no idea. Or like, I also charge for dick ratings. I'm like, I didn't even know what a dick rating was. A fan's like, Hey, do you do dick ratings? I go on Google. What is a dick rating? Like I knew nothing and I'm Googling and trying to find answers. And like part of it, you're just making up like, yes, I will do that for uh, $50. And you just see how they respond. And they're like, $50, that's crazy. I would never charge or pay $50. Oh, I'm like, oh, maybe that's too high. Are they like, $50? Here you go, painful. Like, you just kind of learn and tweak and adjust. And so I think giving yourself permission, like, you're never going to nail it. This isn't about nailing. It's like, I just want to try it. And then you're going to get instant feedback either internally or externally. And then you want to sit and reflect, like, hmm, how can I do it so it fits me better? Or, ooh. I see I, I way overcharged here. Okay, what could I drop or two? Or, or, ooh, I think I undercharged here. What should I raise it to? So it's just kind of a continual like checking in with yourself and you just get better and better and better and better. And I'm able to create what I create now because I've had three and a half years to learn, grow, try and tweak. Okay, so what is a dick rating? <laughs> <laughs> right? Oh my God, this is a great story with this too. So it's when they send you basically a picture or pictures of their dick and they want you to tell them what you think of it. 
So there's the traditional dick rating of like one to 10. And I can never do that because I'm such a lover and like, you can't control what your genitals look like. And so I want every single person to feel amazing about their body. And I think it's actually incredibly vulnerable to be able to, to share pictures of your genitals. I know a lot of people get pissed off at dick pics. I actually love them because I'm just like, if you're willing to show me that part of yourself and I have the ability to absolutely ridicule you, ridicule you, shame you, embarrass you, but you're taking the risk that I might just say something positive about you. Like that's vulnerable. That's intimacy, whether or not anyone sees that. And I could be naive. Like they could just be like, look at it. I don't care. But I, there's something in me that thinks deep within them. They just want to be seen and loved. And so when they send me that dick pic, I'm just like, oh my God, like, thank you so much for sharing this with me. I feel honored that you would share one of the most intimate parts of your body with me. And here's what I think of it. And I'll write like a description and I just rave about everything. I don't care if it's short, long, thick, thin, hairy, no hair. I'm just like raving about it. I, because I want them after I read that to like walk away and feel like a million bucks. If I can have that kind of impact on you and the way you view your body, please send me the dick pics, but I do charge for it. I just fell in love with you a little bit more. <laughs> that is that that's like literally one of the most beautiful things I've ever heard. Cause you're right. Like mm -hmm. I bet a lot of women are doing it to ridicule people. Right. And here you are like lifting them up no matter what it looks like. That's like amazing. So what are pay for this? Um, so I charge between 50 and hundred. So 50 for written and then hundred for video. Um, just cause I've, I've such limited time to be able to film a video requires a few extra steps and I want to be, I want to have my makeup and hair. So it's like they I'll charge that. Um, but I, yeah, I love it. And I love it because I feel like if I ever shared my genitals to someone, God, I'd hope they'd be good to me. I would be mortified if they picked it apart or if they're like, that's a five out of 10. I'd be like devastated. It's like, I, so because I feel that way, I treat other people that way. I will say though, there are people who get off on shame. Right. Um, like they want you to shame them. And it's really hard for me. I've only had a couple of requests to like shame someone. And I will tell them straight up because I want them to have an authentic experience. I'll tell them this is out of my comfort zone. I typically don't do this because I'm such a lover. I'm willing to try it for you because I know we have this connection. Um, but I want to be straight up about like, because, you know, it's a little stretch me, stretch for me. And I'm a little uncomfortable. Do you still want me to do it? Or would you have to find someone who's like, this is their jam. And usually like, no, I want you to do it. And they love it. Cause I'm a little bashful. Like I, I, I I'm just like, okay, I'm like, are you ready? Okay. I'm like, all right. And they see me switch into character, but I love that I buffer it with like my authentic scared self. I go into character and then I come out I'm like, I love you and you're amazing. And please don't ever take any of that personally because you're fucking amazing. Okay. Bye. Like I have to wrap it with love because it's just how I am. That's so great. I like, seriously, that's so great. I literally am like so in love with you right now. I, you're just so special. Like you're, you're taking this whole industry to like a whole other level and it's so beautiful. And, and I hope that the audience watching is like debunking like yeah. a lot of the stigma. I'm sure that once I start promoting the show and putting it out there and like, I'm sure like the judgment and the stuff is going to come through. And that's why I really wanted to have you on the show, because I think it's important for people to see your heart and how beautiful you are and you're not doing this because like you have to, you know, you're doing this because you genuinely enjoy it. And, and it's just amazing that you're giving people permission to be who they are. Like 
secretly I'm a Playboy model, right? Like <laughs> I know like, I've always my house. Like that's you know what it's all about. My husband and I went to Punta Cana in January for a trip that I earned, and there was a free Playboy channel. And literally, we were like 17 years old. He's like, we've been together almost 12 years. He's like, how did I not know that a Playboy channel would do this for you, you know? And because it was in Spanish, it was like, bang day cuatro, like sex all day long. And I'm like, shilamita, bang day cuatro. <laughs> I love love having sex for money. (laughs) Like this is a thing in my house. Like my husband would be like, come on, like I'm horny. And I'm like, no. And he'd be like, I'll give you $500 have sex with me right now. And I'm like, make it a thousand. (laughs) He'll be like, fine, I'll give you cash tomorrow. (laughs) I I, like, I just love it. Like there's just like this high about it. And, you know, like, I don't know that I wanted to do that when I was growing up, but definitely when I was on food stamps and I was 250 pounds, like I was like, damn, if I was skinnier, I would definitely be a stripper right now. Like I was doing it out of like, well, how do I make a quick buck, (laughs) you know, like go get some cash money. But I never thought that I had the body or the appearance or the, you know, so then it was, it became like a mind fuck really. Cause then it's like, well, you're not even good enough to do that. You know? I'm so glad you brought that up because this is another reason why I love OnlyFans and even Instagram for while we're talking about it. It's like, because these platforms that everyone now has access to, we don't need agencies like we used to. We don't need anyone else's permission or connection to share ourselves with the world. We have these free platforms, whether it's Instagram or if you have a free OnlyFans. And what I love, I follow so many models on Instagram and on OnlyFans of every size, of every age, of every demographic. And one of my favorite things to do is to like when I go on their page or their photo and then I go in the comment section and it's just raving love. And I've seen that on GILFs not just MILFs, GILFs, grandmas, I like to find. There are GILFs only fan creators. There are GILFs Instagram accounts. There's thick curvy models. There's thin skinny models. There's older models. There's younger models. Like there's all natural models. There's procedured models. Like, and it's just all raving comments. And this is what I wish women to know is like, you are enough. And in fact, there are people who crave curves, who crave age, who crave like exactly what you have to offer. And so speaking of absolute confidence, it's having the confidence to believe that what you have, people want. Not when you lose the weight, when you gain weight, when after your boob surgery, before your boobs, as you are, people want. And so like, if you can show up with this energy, like if all these other women of every type has an audience raving about them, surely that means there's an audience waiting to rave about me too. And there is. That's amazing. It really, it's truly amazing. Now I have to ask the question, what's the most amount of money you've ever gotten for your underwear? Oh gosh. I've never done a bidding war. I could actually, I would probably make more money on Instagram with an underwear because it's like, I have way more followers on Instagram and I think people clamor for it because it's like, I don't ever offer it. But inside my OnlyFans, um, I charge $125 for my deluxe panty package or $99 just for my panty. So my just my panties and 99 deluxe. I include like a handwritten letter, a photo with a signed signature. I have stickers that were made of me. And so I like, I make a little package for them. So it's a whole little experience, but 99 or 125. You are so fun. 
want to get used to. I don't want anyone smelling underwear. So when I had these fans requesting for it, it was like, it took me a while to acclimate that this is a real thing. And either I could be like put off by it or I could learn to embrace it, like normalize it for them and me. Just because it's not something I want doesn't mean it makes them their want of it any less valid or gross or weird. It's just what they want. And so that's, again, this is a great business strategy is we are only comfortable with what we know and we're familiar with. And then we learn about this other avenue and we can either like put up our nose at it, like, oh, that's so beneath me, or I would never, or we can lean in and be like, ooh, is there something I can embrace here? And now let's become a whole other uh, revenue uh, of income, something I would never have considered, but because they kept asking for it and I had like worked through my feelings about it, now I'm happy to do it. And then I'm the one who came up with the deluxe panty package. Cause I'm like, well, if I'm going to mail you something, you might as well get like a whole little surprise in the mail. And like now it's fun and playful. That's awesome. I mean, your markup on that, like, what are you paying for underwear? Like five, 10 bucks, you know, and yeah, then like five bucks, maybe three bucks. The, the business end of this is really what's mind blowing because <laughs> I'm a serial entrepreneur. So like making money and having different avenues, like just listening to you talk about this and all the avenues of income that's coming in is amazing. And I just want you to know, and everybody listening, that there are a lot of women who are thinking about this because I went to go get waxed today. And if you could picture it, my legs were up and she was like waxing my butt. And she was like, I would totally send my underwear to people. <laughs> I was telling how fabulous you are and how excited I was for this interview today. I got fully waxed for you today, Nicole. (laughs) I could feel it. I could feel it from here. I was like, oh, mama. I I wish I dressed sexier for this, but I I wore my Choose Love shirt. Not that you guys could see it, but I wore the Choose Love shirt because I felt like the stigma around the show is not going to be in the best light, but the energy that we are putting out around this, I think is going to come out so beautifully. And I'm like, so in love with you. I love that we get to know each other on such an intimate level and that we get to grow and evolve together. And who knows, I might come out with my own OnlyFans page after this. I can't even say it with a straight smile. So I still have some work to do around that. But I love that you give permission for people to be themselves because in the work that I'm doing, I'm ultimately doing the same thing, right? It's like, that's why people are so drawn to me because they're like, wow, you're so confident. And I'm also very polarizing in my content, but not because I'm talking about sex and sexuality because I'm talking about worldly issues and stuff. And so I feel like we're on the same playing field with like just different things and we both come to the table with like I just love being me (laughs) and I love my life and I'm so happy and you know like I can show up on camera with no makeup on and like be okay with people not liking me or or thinking whatever they want to think and I hope that this show is giving people permission to just step Mm -hmm. into their true and full power because like you said there's an audience for everything literally and like that's the whole point of life right it's like to be your truest version of you and I think like I'm at a point where my whole life is built around my pleasure like what brings me pleasure right what brings me pleasure is being my authentic self and being loved for it 
what brings you pleasure is like playing in the sexual arena and like reclaiming it as good. What brings me pleasure is being surrounded by people who are also expressing themselves and living life on their terms. What brings me pleasure is learning new things, learning new tricks and tips and like different ways to make money. And like, I just want a life that is so rich in pleasure that it just makes me so happy to wake up, to be me, to do what I do. And I was interviewed recently where someone asked me like, what's your gratitude practice, Nicole? And I said, you know, in the beginning when I was poor and had no idea who I was and what I wanted, I had so many gratitude practices because I had so much I was not grateful about. So I had journaling, I had affirmations written on sticky notes all over my house. I had a music playlist. I was reading from a personal development book every single morning, like all these things to try to really, really find gratitude in my days where now I've built a life where everywhere I look, I feel gratitude. And that's the point. I think the point is to get to a point in life where you are so you doing what you love, being where you love, surrounded yourself with what you love, that your whole life is filled with pleasure. Your whole life is an expression of gratitude. Your whole life is an authentic reflection of you. And because you're authentic and you're magnetic, you naturally attract people who love you and who are also authentic and magnetic, that's the whole point. That's what, that's all I want for everyone is an authentic magnetic life. You do you boo, you be you, you do you, you love you. That's all that matters at the end of the day. I love that. This is such a perfect ending to the month of love. Our show is going to air at the end of the month. And this whole month has been all about self-love and loving yourself and loving the people around you and attracting love. And, you know, all of life is, it's like what it comes down to. It's either you're seeking love and the abundance of it, or you're lacking love and mm-hmm. you're reacting because of that, right? So mm-hmm. it all comes back centered in love and becoming comfortable with yourself and who you are and being okay with, hey, I want to post naked pictures of myself, or I want to do sexual acts, or I want to, you know, be anything. Like you really can be anything. Mm-hmm. So, Nicole, tell us. For all the listeners that want to find you on social, where can they find you? Yes. The best place for you, if you just go to my website, because it links to all my socials, my website's NicoleMitchell.com. Nicole spelled with a K and I K O L E. I'm the most active on Facebook and Instagram and especially active on OnlyFans. So come say hi. Thank you so much for joining me today. I love you so much. For those of you that are new to the show, thank you so much for watching us today. If you're looking for me, you can find me at shilamita.com. It's S-H-I-L-A-M-I-D-A. There are no E's in my name. You can also find me on Facebook and Instagram. I am most active at 50 Shades of Shilamita. If you are listening to this show on your favorite podcast station, you can also watch the show on my YouTube channel, 50 Shades of Shilamita. I post live episodes every Wednesday, every Friday. As you can see, we talk about all the things on this show. That's why it's called 50 Shades of Shilamita because there is no topic that I will not touch upon and talk about because I want us to live as free sovereign beings and I want everybody to be their happiest self because that's why we came to this planet and we need to end the suffering and the more love that we can share with the world the more confident we can become in ourselves the better off that we all are so thank you again Nicole thank you to the audience I love you all and we will see you again soon Bye. bye